When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a eleven, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's boots and whiskey podcast at gmail.com. Mr. Swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you. Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Today I have a very fun and exciting conversation with somebody who's becoming a real dear friend of mine, Tim Bono. Tim is a local kid from Upton, Massachusetts, who has probably one of my favorite independent excuse me, artist songs out there in trucks. And Tim and I talk about this in this conversation kind of towards the end, so you're going to have to wait for that. But I had so much fun talking to Tim. Um, Tim and I had gone back and forth a lot about trying to get him on and all this stuff. And, you know, I can't, I'm so happy that he finally was able to, to connect with me and do this. Um, so before we get into Tim's conversation, as always, thank you, American Grit and Grace, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Rowdy Roads, After Glow Boutique, Mitch Max, um, who else am I missing? Boone's Bourbon, who else, who else, who else, who else? I, why, I forget somebody all the time. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody. I don't remember. If I am missing you, I apologize. Oh, Killer Cowboy Radio. That's right. I keep forgetting because I keep submitting all of these shows to Killer Cowboy Radio, internet radio station. Great stuff happening down there, so check that out. You can find all these episodes there as well. Um, So without further ado, my conversation with Tim Bono. I'm good. Thanks for having good. me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for being on. I'm sorry that um I totally <laughs> misscheduled you and <laughs> dude, it's uh, all good. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I'm super psyched you're here. It's you know, I you were actually, you know, to kind of give you an insight, you were on my very short list that I had when I first started this whole thing. Really? Of lo- yeah, of local artists I wanted to reach out to and um, interview for this because this was this originally started as a local England artist kind of thing and right. it kind of blew up out of nowhere and people from Nashville and from Texas were starting to reach out and, yeah that's amazing yeah and I said to my wife I go what do I do and she's like well you take these people and I'm like all right so <laughs> Well, con- yeah. congratulations, man. I'm, I'm stoked but, for it. I appreciate well, you thinking of me early on, too. Like that's Well, yeah, because, because I mean, honestly, I mean, you and I, from what I gather, 
come from very close town-wise from where I am. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, I've always, I had heard about you. I'd heard about, you know, other people like, you know, Annie Brobst and um, Timmy Brown and, you know, the, these sort of people that are in the, you know, big in the area. Right. So, you know, obviously all those three names are on the list. And <laughs> as I started digging and digging and digging, I realized how big of a country music scene we actually did have here. It's huge. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. So you want to take me through a little bit of that and how you got into all of this? Absolutely. Um, I think back. So when I was nine, um, I always tell the story. Like my dad and I were, were literally just sitting on the couch watching TV together and just jumping through the stations trying to find something on TV. Obviously before Netflix and Hulu and you know where you could pick whatever you wanted. It was just whatever was on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and jumping through the stations. And then for some reason, like we stopped on, you know, this music video. There was like this guy playing guitar um, in a white cowboy hat. And for some reason, we were both just kind of like, wow, this is cool. We were listening to it. And um, it ended up being a Brad Paisley music video. And we had no idea who Brad Paisley was, but. This was probably in 2004. Yeah. Um, and so like the next day, I remember like my dad and I went out, we bought the Mud on the Tires record and we just listened to it over and over and over and over in his truck. And we just loved it so much. And um, I knew every word and that's how I started to fall in love with country music was right there. And um, then my parents ended up buying me tickets to go see Brad at Indian Ranch um, later on that year. And, uh, the rest is history. It was at that concert that I kind of fell in love with like, wow, look at that guy playing guitar. Like, look how fast he's moving up the neck. Like, look at this. is so fun. This, I want to be up there someday. And um, So I think in the next year or so, like um, I just started finding more artists that I loved and like Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, Dirks Bentley, like Toby Keith. Um, and then ended up just, uh, my parents got me a, my first guitar and, I, I just studied hard and learned how to play. And I, I wasn't very good at taking lessons. I tried taking lessons for a little while and didn't like um, being told what to play, when to play it by. Because, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I ended up learning by watching people like Brad and Keith Urban and Vince Gill and John Fogarty and Jackson Brown. It's like people like that playing guitar um, on YouTube and just watching what they did, trying to mimic what they did. And, um, to this day, I still can't read music. I play by ear. Um, but it's, it's, a, I feel like that's a, a blessing and a curse. You know? Um, cause like when I go in the studio and like the studio musicians are, it's a one, four, five to a, this, that, that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I <should play. laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I feel that deep because, you know, being in high school, I played drums and I don't know how I played for six years and got by and, did all right without ever really learning how to read music. Oh, that's see, that's awesome. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's better though when you feel it. You know, you're not trying to be technical. You just you just play. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I had I had some really great music teachers that were just like, "All right, I'm going to just show you where you're supposed to play when you're supposed to play." And I was like, "Perfect, sounds yeah. good." Yeah, that's wicked cool. Yeah. So so then the whole, you know, because when I see you and I've seen you perform you know, at, at Indian Ranch now. And, um, you know, I, I looked at you and I was watching you and I was like, you know, he's he has a style that, you know, I've seen before or, you know, I, I, I recognize. Yep. And, now, and now with the Brad Paisley background in love, like that, that's what it is. You know, <laughs> you, you definitely fit that, you know, that Brad Paisley mold and I don't say that disrespectful at all I think oh no I think that's a compliment um, <laughs> I really think that you know the Brad Paisley's of the world don't get enough credit you know because I I think Brad's a very underrated country artist okay, I agree <laughs> uh, you know from from his guitar playing you know he's he's a magnificent guitar player that doesn't get the credit with the other great guitar players that you think of um, yeah, and his songs are just so fun and so relatable. You know, 
top to bottom, every song he has, you can go, oh yeah, I know that situation. Right. And, and honestly, that's, I think that's why I ended up staying with him as like my favorite artist, because there are always so many songs that I can relate to. And like my favorite song of all time, not just because it's Brad Paisley, but it's uh, Letter to Me, which I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in different, like that song came out when I was in high school and I could relate to it then. And now I'm married and I don't have kids yet, but I'm married. I'm grown up. I have a job, but you know, like I'm adulting <laughs> now and I can still relate to it. And yeah. there's been various situations of like my life where like that song just comes on again. I'm like, dang, there it is again. Like it hits me hard every time. Right. And that's, that's what I love about it, you know, about him and his writing and everything. It's just relatable. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's funny because you talk about, you know, growing up and not knowing really what country music was. And I tell people that are from like Nashville and Texas that all the time where like up here, you know, country music wasn't a thing. Right. You know, and it's, and it's hard for people to grasp, but you know, I, I'm with you. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't really know country music until I started going to see Kenny at Gillette. And even that took me a couple of times to really get it. Right. No, I get that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I didn't really grow up on country music until I was about nine. There's, it was always um, Billy Joel, Elton John, Jackson Brown, John Fogarty, and um, Frank Sinatra. It was always yeah. very big in our house. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a totally different world up here, you know? Oh, yeah. Not so much anymore, you know, but, you know, musically. But it's, right. you know, it's crazy how, you know, one artist like Kenny, you know, who, you know, some would say is, isn't country enough and some would say you know it's just right country you know, <laughs> you oh, know yeah. that, that whole thing um for him to really bring this region into that you know country music mecca i guess you could you could say is 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 pretty astonishing absolutely and, and kenny's got those unreal songs that are just timeless like my, i think one of my favorite records of all time is kenny's when the sun goes down record because it's Obviously, it has one song goes down on it, but then it's got like "There Goes My Life." It's got yeah. anything but mine. It's got all these smash hits, and it's yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, anything but mine. Still, one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it, it's funny because that's one of my favorite you know songs. Oh, no period. Of, yeah, yeah. Period of all time, and you know what? My wife and I have a tradition of going to see Kenny every year, and you know, it's like I always like hope that that song comes on, and then when it does, she'll look at me and like. You know, like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because it's like, how can you not feel that song? You know, you know, you know, you've had that situation. I don't care who you are, you've had that situation in oh, your totally. life. And and the cool thing is, like, people still know that song, even though it's right. almost twenty years old. Right. Um. Like, I'll play that at my show still, and people are like, oh my god, thank you for playing that song. I've heard it in so long, but like, people still know it, and it's still yeah. timeless for them. You know. So speaking of you playing shows, what made you, at what point did you decide, you know what, I am going to try to do this professionally, or I'm going to try to make this something? Well, it's funny you should ask that. So I was playing my, my first guitar for a long time, and I was very shy about it. Um, my mom always talked about, like, I used to go up in my bedroom, and I would just close the door and just practice on my own and maybe sing a little but whatever and uh you know then like i'd hear someone come home or someone in like you know in the area i mean and i'll just put it away because i didn't want anybody because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was nervous you know as a as a young 13 14 year old kid you know and uh my mom told me like in the last few years like she used to apparently I, I didn't know this but she used to sit outside my room and just listen to me play and and sing and there was one time, like, she came up to me and she said, uh, hey, listen, like, I, I know you can sing. And your dad and I talked and we decided, you know, we want to buy you a nice guitar. But here's the deal is you have to actually do something with it. We will buy you the guitar you want if you go do something with it. So me being like, oh, yeah, I want a new guitar. That's amazing. You know, I'm like, of course, I'll go do something with it. And then thinking like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. But then, of course, you know, the way the universe is. and um, Someone dropped into my lap that they had a connection with, with a place in Natick that featured 
you know, brand new artists like me. Cause I had mentioned that I play guitar. They're like, have you ever played a show? I'm like, no, no, I haven't. And they're like, well, here you go. And all of a sudden I had my first show booked and I was nervous as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you can imagine. Uh, this was probably like fast forward. This is probably in like 2015 that this finally happened. So I was, yeah, I was, I was young. So I finally played this first show and it was three songs. I got paid $20 <laughs> and, uh, I just, I remember getting like a standing ovation from the crowd and getting like high fives from people and ask people ask me for autographs. And the owner of the venue like pulled me aside after and said, this was not your first show. And I said, well, yes, yes, it was. They're like, that's amazing. So they, they like wanted to book me for more things. And all of a sudden, like, I was like what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I don't say that to like sound conceited or gloat or anything, but that's no. just kind of it gave me the the bug to like, wow, like that's a great feeling. And I wanted it again. Yeah. So I started booking more shows at, at, at that same place. And then more people started to come, come out and see, and then it just kind of snowballed. And, um, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to meet some really cool people in this industry, whether they're in Nashville or here, um, like, like Annie Bropes, for example, I know you mentioned her. Um, yeah you know, like we met early on and she started giving me opportunities to come on some of her shows. And, you know, even still, like we're still really good friends and we're playing a show together in a couple of weeks in Boston. Like, you know, so it, it's fun. It's it, I, I've been fortunate enough to play everywhere from, you know, a backyard barbecue to Indian ranch, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I'm not sure if you can hear my voice, but I'm like smiling ear to ear listening to your story and how that all came about because, you know, I can, I can relate to that because that's how this, this, this show has kind of come about, you know, right. it was, it was really nothing, you know, and I'm on vacation sitting by a lake and, you know, I, I had put it out there that I was going to start doing interviews and like messages kept coming in and coming in and coming in and I'm like what the I was like my, my first thought was what the hell is wrong with these people <laughs> you know like one I've never done an interview and two why are all of these people flooding my inbox on Instagram saying you know uh can can we be on and it was like sure <laughs> and then <laughs> you know so I opened up a bunch of dates and they all went that's amazing and it was like you know I said to my wife I was like I bit off more than I could chew, you know? And like, so she's like, well, you're going to have to rein it back a little bit. I was like, you're right. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, I can't, <laughs> you know, I have a full-time job. I have another job on the side and, you know, kids and family stuff. I was like, I can't, I can't just bury myself in my office two, three nights a week and do this. Right. And so, you know, and other things have happened. So I've had to like, you know, move people to next year and move, times and all this stuff and you know i i tell her all the time i'm like i'm just i need your help and she's like nope this is your thing you <laughs> you do it and i was like <laughs> you're on your right, own <laughs> fair enough um so back to back to you and what you're doing um what it, what are you doing when it comes to getting yourself out there i know you know i you know i've seen clips of you being on tv and in Nashville and this, that, and the other thing. Do you, do you split time? Are you solely here in Massachusetts? Are you kind of doing what you can when you can? Um, I'm, so I'm solely here. I do have a full-time job here. I have a real job. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still people I, I said, music costs me money. It doesn't make me money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an expensive, yeah, I, expensive hobby to be. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that. I... <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Cause like for shows and stuff, like, for the most part, everything that you could talk to any artist and most of the money that we're making, we're reinvesting in our brand or in a new right. guitar or, you know, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but to like, I do live here in Massachusetts. And as you know, like I grew up in Upton, um, which is not far from where you are. No, um, I actually, I thought you were actually closer than that. Oh, well, yeah. I'm only but about no, 20, that, 20 minutes from yeah. here. <laughs> no, I, I actually thought for some reason, I thought you were like, Uxbridge, Whitensville, that area, but Sutton's not far from there either. So. Yeah, right. So not not too far, but um, you know, Upton's like such a small town where, you know, 
people found out that I did music and was playing shows like pretty quickly and it right. spreads through the town and, and like growing up in a town like that, it's like the people are just so supportive. Yeah. Um, which is so awesome. Like to go back and like, I, I, I see people like my parents still live in town. And, um, so like I'm, I'm there almost every, every week. And, uh, right. People like see me and they're like, "Hey, how's the music thing going?" Oh, I saw you on this. It's like, oh, that's yeah. It, it feels good, you know. And people yeah, are just so supportive, and they'll buy tickets, and they'll buy t-shirts, or you know, I have my own seasoning now, like with that I partnered with a company called Brosian Spices, and like people buy that, and they sell that at the local the local store in in my town, and you know, it's just cool to see people like rally and stuff. It's 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 nice, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but. I'm sorry, that was a long-winded thing, but to get my name out there, (laughs) uh, yeah, same thing, like, you know, I've worked with some people in Nashville, and um, been lucky enough to have some opportunities down there, but um, I also just try to play shows and um, do stuff up here as much as I possibly can. Um, The best best piece of advice I ever got, I was planning to move to Nashville after college, and I was down there right before I graduated. And I ended up meeting uh, Christian Bush from Sugarland. Yeah. And I told him everything about like how I'm trying to get my name out there. Like, this is my plan. I live like outside of Boston now, but um, I plan to come to Nashville. I said, what advice could you give me? Um, and him being such a nice guy, like he, he really like spent some time with me to, to give me some, some advice and stuff. And the best piece of advice I got from him was don't move here to Nashville. And that was the first time anybody had ever said that to me. Because everyone always said, if you want to make it, you got to go to Nashville. Right. So, uh, so that it stood out to me. So I said, why, why would you say that? And he said, look at it this way. He's like 120 people move to Nashville every single day. He goes, so you move to Nashville. You're just one of those people. You're just going to get lost in the sea, right? He goes, but if you're the kid that's playing country music in Boston with like maybe 100 other people, well, now you got a way better shot of getting noticed, right? I'm like, oh, well, I never really looked at it like that. But he goes, make Nashville notice you. Right. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. So yeah. that's, I, I took that to heart. And that's how, like, you know, that's why I play so many shows up here and, and, you know, make so many connections that I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you, I think you're really doing it well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> Um, you know, it's kind of like cliche to say about like, you know, local independent artists where it's like, you know, you'll get the fandom from some people, especially locals that because they can go everywhere that, yeah. you know, those artists go. Um, and, you know, you see them, right? I'm not and I'm not talking shit about anybody. It's just you you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they have an artist or a local artist or whatever they cling to, you know, cause right. I have friends and bands that I see it myself where it's like every show you go to, they're there. Um, you know, I think it's very unique where, you know, it, it, like you were saying, if you were in Nashville, you might not get that. You might not get that. Um, I guess that love from a fan base. Right. And, and that's not to say, like, I know that there's, there's people that are killing it in Nashville right now yeah. from here like Lissa Coulter and Chris Rudiger and Chris Marino and, you know, people like that, like they're crushing it in Nashville right now. Uh, They've, they figured it out, which I I think is, is fantastic, but it's also cool for them because they get to come home and they still have that home base, you know, and even, even like Timmy Brown, I know he, he switches back and forth between here and there, but you know, for for me, I just looked at like my personal situation. I'm like, no, I do want to stay here. I do want to be close to family. And honestly, I want to be close to the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get, I get that. I totally understand that. You know, that's a big conversation with us too, because you know, we we're kind of all done with new England and at least the weather aspect of it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, You know, and we say all the time, like, well, where are we going to go once the kids are gone? And it's like, we know we're going south, but you know, I say there all the time. As much about, I'm not a big beach guy, but like, I want to be close enough where it's like, oh, I can see it, right? You know, I hear that. So, what do you've got coming? You know, shows wise, music wise. Um. So shows wise, I'm playing um, at City Winery with Andy Brobst um, yeah. on November 24th. 
I know that podcasts last forever, so people could be listening to this three years from now. <laughs> this is irrelevant, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, we will be there um, at City Winery, so that should be a good time. Um, and then I'm booking into next year now. Um, one thing about me is like most of my full band shows I do solely as myself and, and my full band. Um, but acoustically, I'm very fortunate enough to get to play most of my acoustic shows with uh, one of my best friends since I was a little kid. We both oh, grew nice. up in Upton together. Um, his name is James Hewitt. And so whenever we do acoustic shows, we usually put it under Tim and Jim. Oh, nice. Nice. So it's kind of fun. So like we just both happen to grow up together. Our moms are really close. And then um, we, he has his own rock band that he he's uh, he leads. But for some reason like we just decided like hey like we both sing let's try a show together and uh that's what we did and we, our first show ever was at cheers in boston for saint patrick's day wow and it, it was just on a whim but like hey what does yeah sure why not you know and we did it and like it, it was just the crazy i'm sorry i I, don't, I know i'm rambling a lot but <laughs> no 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 not at all i i um, told you this is this is all about you this is you know <laughs> i i love this sort of thing it's kind of okay good like I don't care if the other people listening don't like it. You know, this is <laughs> this is what I strive for. So well, I, I love telling stories. It's fun. Um, but so that night, that it was our first show. Like so, James and I, we were we're just playing. We're having a good time. And this like older couple walked in, and th- they're like decked out in Cheers clothing, like Cheers sweatshirts, Cheers hats. Like, you know, they were. I'm like, wow, they're so touristy. I love it. Yeah, and they, they sat down. They've been here before. <laughs> yeah. Right. They sat down and um, and they uh, they were like singing along to every song and clapping and you know we just had the whole crowd going singing country roads and you know all sorts of just fun songs and um, it was at one point the older man got up and and he shook both our hands and and he said I just want to thank you guys for giving us such a fun night and we're like wow thank you so much he goes I want to introduce myself um, my name's Tom I I own Cheers. Like what? (laughs) And so we had no idea that we were playing for the owner of Cheers, and he said this. He had such a fun time, and um, that that night James and I were just like, we just impressed the owner of Cheers. Like what? What just happened? So we started booking more shows together, and even still to this day, like he's like said he still does his rock band. I do my own thing, but then we come together for acoustic stuff. So. Um, we just booked a couple shows for early next year at uh, Wachusa Brew Yard in Worcester. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be playing there. We got some other stuff we're working on, um, possibly going back to New Hampshire. Like um, like this summer, we, we did the side stage for Old Dominion. Um, we were supposed to do the same thing for Brooks and Dunn at Xfinity Center um, the year before, but COVID canceled that. So, yeah. You know, but with, with James, it's just fun because – we do we do it kind of differently I, 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 some people need to have like structure and this is our set list and this is when we're taking breaks and this is the and that's how i do my full band shows but james and i were like let's just like do it on a whim let's just have fun with it and let the crowd control the show and when we do acoustic that's what we do is we take requests we have our our set you know that like we can play to um but we take as many requests as we possibly can we always tell people if we know it, we'll play it. If we kind of know it, we'll give it our best shot. That's awesome. And we're like, we might screw it up, but people love it. That's, <laughs> that's all you need to know. That's all you need it, to do. And it makes it fun for us, too. You know, and, yeah. and we've been fortunate enough that, like, there's always people in the crowd that end up hiring us for more and more gigs, whether they're backyard barbecues or Wachusett or um, whatever else. Like, in, in the Cheers or in, like, that's how we ended up in New Hampshire for the Old Dominion show, like. They're just just word of mouth. Like we really don't advertise that much on social media for that. It's just right. people seem to have a good time, and um, I mean, we we certainly have a good time doing it. So yeah, you know, and it's funny because you know I've always you know doing this now for you know the last couple of months and talking to as many people as I've talked to already. Like I hear that a lot where you know the shows are organic and you know the bookings are also organic where you know, a lot of people don't push it because it's already coming. Right. Um, have you thought of ever pushing it or are you happy where it is? Uh, that's a good question. I always tell people that I'm, 
I'm happy. If, if my music career was to be over today, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I've done. I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed to get to do the things I've done so far. Yeah. And it's all happened organically. And I just, I want to keep letting it happen organically. Like I would say, I'm just going, I'm just riding the wave and seeing where it lands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I, one of the artists that I, I listened to as, as a kid was uh, like Joe Diffie. I love pickup man and prop me up beside the jukebox. And you know, I was fortunate enough to have one of the songs I recorded featured on an album with Joe Diffie. Like, you know, how many people get to say that, you know? So like, right. how, how can I say I want to push it more or I want more than this? Like, I'm so happy and content with where I'm at. And like, and I'm not saying I don't have the drive to keep going, right? but you know, I, I'm definitely, definitely happy with where I'm at for sure. That's, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's great to hear that, you know, because I hear it a lot where, you know, and that's pretty much always the answer, right? And I'm not saying it's cliche, but I really think that that's true where, you know, you're right. If, if it ended tomorrow, you know, you've already done so much that, you know, most people can't even dream of, let alone, let alone right. do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, you, you're where you are in your career and what you're doing, you're not even close to stopping, you know, I, no. it's, you know, I, it's, it's typically a silly question to ask, but it's also like a realistic question too, you know, especially totally. being in this sort of industry where, you know, anything could happen. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like when you get things, um, certain messages from people or you see people singing your song or requesting your original songs because they like them so much. And yeah, you know, like that, that always means a lot. And I got a message last week of from, from a fan of mine um, who I met, like they found my music through Annie. Yeah. And um, they, they sent me a message that like, unfortunately, like they're, I think they said that their mother passed away unexpectedly and, um, but I have a song out called Polaroid that's just all about um, like going through, you know, an elderly person's like shoebox full of old Polaroids and how that tells a picture of their life. Yeah. And um, they said that song came on and it meant so much to them. They asked my permission to use it in the funeral and in the memorial service. And like that right there means the world to me that one of my songs that I wrote, like meant that much to someone else, like how can you ask for more than that, you know? Right. No, absolutely. 100%. Um, which, you know, this is a great segue because I want to talk about your original music because, and I'm, I, I gotta be honest, I don't say this to very many of my guests because I just, I try to be as unbiased as possible. Fair enough. But <laughs> Trucks has to be one of my favorite independent <laughs> artist songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> well, and I you. think, well, yeah, well, you're welcome. But I think it's because it has, you know, it has, and pardon me for saying it this way, but it has the balls to be on radio. <laughs> you know, it, <sighs> it, ha it has the legs, it has everything you would need in our, you know, in, in the radio hit country world to be on every station across the country. Oh man. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> and like, and I'm, Tim, I'm not bullshitting you. I don't say that. I really don't. And, and a lot of, <laughs> and, and some of the reason is because I don't, you know, I like a lot of the songs I hear, but I don't, you know, I doing this as much as I have been like, you know, the songs that have, you know, commercial airplay and the ones that don't. Right. You know, it, it, that's just the long and short of it. It's it's nothing right. against anybody, but like, you know, I there's a lot of independent artists, especially around here, that I absolutely love every song they put out, but it wouldn't go on country radio, and that's okay, right? Um, but Trucks has that. So, can you tell me how that song came to be? Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. So, yeah. Um... Uh, first and foremost, I did not write trucks, so I can't take credit. Uh, but that's for okay. It. You you sing it, so <laughs> I sing it. That's right. Um, so some friends of mine in Nashville: Aaron Chesling, uh, Tony Winkler, 
Um, Zach Dyer and Mitch. I can't. I haven't met Mitch before. I can't remember his last name, but it's written by those guys. Um, if you go to the Spotify song credits, you'll see all their names on there. Um, but when I first met Aaron and Tony, um, they just pitched a few songs to me. And uh, this was probably back in 2017-ish. And one of those songs was Trucks. And it was just this raw, acoustic, slow work tape. It was very, like, Louisiana swampy, like, very slow, but, like, just gritty. And I, for some reason, that song called to me. I'm like, dang, I like this song. Um, and I wanted to kind of make it my own. Um, so I asked them, like, can I try to, like, play around with this song a little bit? And they're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Um, so my first full band at the time, like we all learned it and we started playing it at shows and people were like head bobbing and people were like, dang, I like this song. And I, I brought in like the heavy gritty guitars and, you know, some chord changes and stuff and completely different than the work tape, but they said, yeah, make it your own. Go ahead. So, um, that's what I did. And we ended up, um, just playing it every show and people just I, people started requesting it they're like yeah girls like trucks you know like remember the first time um my girlfriend at the time was now my wife um her dad came came to see me and, and uh, i remember he said he goes hey my daughter's not a truck don't you forget that <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> yes sir oh uh, so funny um but playing it and then um you know, I was fortunate enough to have a record contract and um, we talked about some of the songs and that one certainly came up. So we decided to put that one out and record it. And we recorded it in uh, the big studio in Nashville. It was actually earlier this year. And, you know, we made made a good work tape of it and we uh, we, we brought it into the, the big studio musicians. And these are the guys that are day in, day out doing nothing but playing songs. And these are the guys you've heard on every, you know, hit that you've ever heard. Um, And just to be in the presence of these guys, like one of the guys in the room's name is Smith Curry and he plays um, slide guitar and he's, he's playing the slide on trucks, but he also played the slide on good directions from Billy Carrington, you know? So it's like, he's a legend right there. Yeah. Right. Um, never mind like all the other songs he's been a part of but then you know the the drummer on that song he's the drummer and uh, he he played with Paramore for a while you know wow. so that's why you, you you can probably hear you listen to it again you'll hear those big heavy hits in the yeah. drums you're like oh wow I hear it now um, but like I, I remember I went in the vocal booth in there and I was trying to play play it so cool but I'm like oh my god I can't believe this is happening right now <laughs> right right, right. Right. I think but, you have to be stone cold not to feel that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in the vocal booth, and I like, they're like, yeah, just, just sing. We'll, we'll just play along with it. And listening to it, I'm like, it's perfect. It doesn't need any production. It's done. You guys are amazing. You know? um, I was just floored. And then, like, you know, I asked them, like, hey, can we actually, I said, can we just do a little jam at the end? Like, where you guys can kind of just do your thing? They're like, yeah, yeah, we got you. And um, so they, they just did their jam. And then I saw like the drummer look and kind of give everybody a nod. And then they, they decided on their own to do that double time speed at the end. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny. It, literally, they had that song done in like 40 minutes tops. They had it like that. Um. You know, and the guitar player was like, oh, can I just recut this solo real quick? And boom, cut the solo. Solid, amazing. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guitarist that he, we were talking about when he was on tour with Allison Cross and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, these guys are absolute legends. And I was just so honored to, like, be in the same room as them, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, you talking talking like that, you know, I don't have any musical inclination anymore because it's been so long since I've you know picked up a pair of sticks or even thought about anything like that but um you know my wife and I we went to Nashville for our honeymoon and everybody that's listening to this episode who has listened to all the other episodes is so sick of hearing this story Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we went on the 
um, you know, the Hall of Fame tour with the Studio B package and, you know, whatever. And like even standing in a place like that, not oh, yeah. being a non-talented, you know, person was, you know, was chilling, you know, was bone chilling oh, yeah. because, you know, the history and you know, who's who has been in that room. Absolutely. You know, it's I can't I can't even wrap my head around the idea of perform being a performer, being in that room, doing my thing in a place where, you know, some of the greatest of all time have been. Yeah, I actually have a, a story about that. Look, I, <laughs> um, by all we, means, when the first time I went to Nashville, um, it was when you know I first first met my friend Aaron Chesling, who's he produced trucks and wrote trucks and. He pre- he's actually produced most of my song, all of my songs, actually, if I think about it. <laughs> um, but he hooked me up with, um, with, with a guy that I was able to do some recording with and um, right on music row in Nashville. And I, you know, I went down with my dad. I'm like, dad, I have an opportunity to record in Nashville. He's like, let's go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we went and, the studio we were recording in was literally on the other side of the parking lot of studio b yeah. i'm like are we kidding right now the song that i'm singing are like literally i'm singing on hallowed grounds right now you yeah know? so it's it's just it, but that's everywhere in nashville right right you know even even walking through places like you know tootsies or whatever and knowing knowing the people that have gone through there it's like right. son of a bitch like unbel- this is unbelievable yeah, it's it's unreal. Yeah. Like, have you been in the Opry? Oh yeah, yeah. We did the Opry tour and did the whole backstage thing. And um, you know, I'm a big tour museum kind of person when I'm on vacation. My wife absolutely yeah, I love it. hates it. Hates it. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I need to do this. Like, you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll go back to Nashville eventually, but you never know when. Right. You know, so to do those, you know, we did the whole top to bottom of the Ryman, did the backstage of the Ryman, and you know, and the Opry, and it was just like, you know, it, it almost didn't feel real. You know, you know who's been in there, you know, you know, you see everybody's name on the mailboxes, but you're like, you know, like, they don't actually come here. <laughs> you know, like, right. that's that's the thought you have in your brain, and then you're like, no, they, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, it's you know, everything you could you can dream about. Like, I did the, the backstage tour with uh, one time we went back with, you know, my mom and my sister, and um, we did that backstage tour. As we're backstage, Ashley McBride walks in and just says, oh. hi guys, and just keeps walking. And we're like, was that Ashley McBride that just walked right by us? And we're just kind of hanging out in the same area. She's, you know, it's it's just, but that's that's the Nashville way. It's right. There's people everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> you know, like artists everywhere, and nobody yeah. bothers them, which is which nope. is cool too. You know. Yeah, that you know that's that's a big thing. Is you know you get so accustomed to it, I'm sure, especially living there where, right. you know, for, you know, so, you know, to, to perfect example friends of ours were down at a, in Nashville a few weeks ago at a bar, not on Broadway, kind of off the beaten path and in walks in Morgan Wallen and huh. everybody was just like, Oh, Hey, like, I'd be like, I'd have a heart attack. I'd be on the floor <laughs> hyperventilating <laughs> And everybody was just like cool as a cucumber. And then, you know, word got out he was there. So he kind of like left and the crowd came in. But it's like, you know, my friends took pictures and posted on Facebook. And I was like, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell? They were like, we're just, you know. And we did that when we were there where, you know, my wife had a friend that was, we had just so happened to bump into who was working down there. And he brought us to, a couple of off-Broadway bars, and it was a blast. It was fun being with the locals. Oh, it's it's so much like you know Broadway's cool. Yeah, but it is so much cooler to go off Broadway. Yeah, you know, and like hit hit like Winners and Losers or um, Tin Roof or you know just uh, yeah any of the you know the, the smaller ones too. Like you know it's. It's cool to go off of Broadway sometimes, like away from the bachelorette parties. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and luckily enough, we were there. We were like, we were there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we didn't get a lot of that. Okay. But, um, but still, like, we, you know, we went into a bar. I think we went into a stage. And it was like noontime on a Wednesday. And there was nobody in there. <laughs> like, oh, wow. But you, you know what I mean? But it was like a couple hours later, 
lower Broadway was packed and you couldn't move. Right. You know, because it was daytime, it was the middle of the day, people are working, you know, but it was, it was still like cool to have that experience where, you know, you're seeing these really talented artists because you're not a, you're not a nobody playing in those bars. I don't care who, who you are. Right. You know, and then getting that intimate performance and cause they're at that point they're playing because they want to be there. Um, right. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, Nashville is an experience. I'll never, I'll never forget. (laughs) And I can't wait to do again. Oh yeah. Have you ever been during CMA fest? No. Highly recommend it. The the locals are like, yeah, I'm sure. As I, like, I always consider myself like I'm, I'm a country music fan first performing artist. And that it's such a fan experience and you get to see all of your favorite artists in one place and where else can you go and do that right. and you're with like-minded people too other people that feel the same way you do about your, like your love of country music and you're just surrounded by them and it's it, it, you turn a corner everywhere like the last time I went we went uh, we took my sister for her her um, high school graduation and she like was just in awe like every time like we turn the corner like oh there's luke bryan oh turn the corner you know there's uh i don't know everywhere we turned it was like and there was one night we're just walking we're like what is this huge crowd outside of uh, old red which is like blake shelton's bar yeah and we like look in the window like oh there's blake shelton just singing a couple songs and (laughs) yeah you know but you again you get numb to it you're like oh yeah there he is yeah there's this person (laughs) right right you know it's funny because like my wife and i have I've never, other than like Disney World, I've never wanted to go back to a destination as bad as I want to go to Nashville. <laughs> and with this, you know, with this show and how crazy it's kind of gotten, um, you know, my wife and I talk about it all the time where, you know, a year or so from now, you know, going down for a long weekend and trying to, you know, expand it somehow or get the people I've talked to, you know, meet them in real life, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, because at this point, you know, like you, I don't, I don't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm slowing way down after the first of the year where it's going to be one interview a week. Because okay. the, the schedule I have right now is probably slowly killing me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, after, season two is going to be, you know, very focused on, on one interview and you know, having a life. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, um, you know, and, and I'm sure my family will appreciate that once that happens. Right. No, I, I hear that. That's that's for sure. It's, it's important to have that work-life balance. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it, but this all kind of came so quickly that I was like, well, I, I'm not going to, not going to tell people, no, I can't, you know, I'm not that person, but, right. you know, I'm, I'm learning that some, some places you, you got to say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I get um, that. So is there, I got a couple more things I want to touch upon before I let you go here. Um, sure. Yeah. Do you have a plan to release an EP or an album or is that on the horizon or are we just kind of still going with the flow? Um, I think right now still going with the flow. I, I just okay. wrapped my contract with, um, with the label I was signed to. Um, so right now I'm going to kind of dig, dig into writing more. Nice. Um, I've been writing quite a bit. I probably have like a hundred songs written and ready to go, but, um, you know, I'd have to sift through those if I decided to put something out right now, but yeah, I, like, so it's a work when, in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Always. And you know, you never know when something's going to hit you, but right. Um, you know, I have a couple co-writes set up, um, you know, something where, you know, we're, we're trying to get into more markets, um, but you know, I, I also really like writing by myself too. Sometimes, yeah, you know? um, yeah. But it's all always fun to bounce ideas off of people like me. And uh, have you have you talked to Chris Martin yet on your podcast, uh, Scarlet Drive? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Or, or yeah, Russell he was Dan. actually yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I, I was like, no, I've never talked to the guy from Coldplay. Yeah, um, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, actually, you know, Russell, uh, Chris, and I, or you know, however he wants to be called, um, he's actually become a really, really good friend in this whole thing. And he's almost become like a mentor in a way where, you know, if I have something to say, I know I can go to him and be like, Hey, let me run this by you and see what you have to say about it. And, you know, I've got so good about that. 
he's so he's awesome he's you know i you know i've only really met him in person at one time but like him and i text at least once a week you know he's <laughs> i i would consider him a really good friend at this point that's awesome yeah i mean likewise i mean you know we'll talk a decent amount because he always texts it what's up brother <laughs> that's my favorite yeah, thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh you know that wicked heavy boston accent but yeah um, you know we have a lot of like similar likes like hobbies like fishing and stuff we're both very into like fishing and, and all that but um you know we're in the middle of writing writing a song right now that's you know ties into that that love of boating and fishing and stuff oh and, that's awesome um on, on ideas and stuff i, I want to wrap that one and it'll be cool to like release that somehow like with him or something and, yeah yeah because but, you know he he has a, a real clever way of you know writing songs and singing about you know life things that you go yeah you know and like even like you know I don't know if you've ever listened to our episode together but like he goes into you know how he wrote some of these songs that were on the last EP and you know who who they're about or what they're about and it's like wow unless you know you wouldn't know right yeah we've had him and I've had conversations about that before (laughs) but like this song's about this person like oh oh i get it now. <laughs> right right and like and like i said that to him too it's like no, starting to know some of you know the inside stuff it's like oh that makes a lot of fucking sense <laughs> yeah 100 like, percent. yeah you know like, it's, now i get it <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's funny it's great you know it, it is and it, I, it, I just love how honesty is about it you know and it's oh yeah you know no bones about it like you know you don't you like it cool you don't like it well fuck off and it's like yeah i love exactly. it exactly yeah, and he I love it. something with him, like his his you know lyrics. He's definitely a lyricist, but yeah, um, he does really cool melodies. And he all like I'll send him a work tape. People like that's cool, but sing it like this. I'm like, oh, you're a freaking genius. So, you know? Yeah, you know it, it's funny because when I was talking to him on on the show, I was like, you know, so what's your plan? And he was like, oh, we'll just take it as it goes. And it's like you guys could be, you know, fucking blowing people out of the water, and they're just like happy with how it is right like it's like that's, yeah um, that, and that's great that's awesome right you know it, it's funny because like i was talking to my sister when, when we were at indian ranch she came she came to see me, she goes that's russell jeeps he's from scratch she goes all the people at my college love them you know, yeah. she goes to endicott and and i guess uh scarlet drive played a play a show at endicott and everybody was talking about it which <laughs> yeah. is so funny you know that you they're know, so talented he's probably gonna kill me for saying this and but whatever, because I know he listens to a good chunk of these episodes. Because again, we've we've built that bond, and he'll be like, "Hey, you know, say this," or "Hey, ask the," you know, <laughs> you know, you know, in his in his in his way, right? But like, there was a few times, you know, and I've said it to him since, and I was like, you know, no disrespecting on anybody else, but I was like, you know, you should be doing, you know, I, I I'm I'm gonna probably fucking kick myself in the ass for saying this out loud, but. I said to him, "Go, you know, you should be in Annie's spot, you know, and and not that's nothing against Annie. That's nothing against anybody. It was just, you know, me personally. I was like, you guys just like you opened the show, melted everybody's faces, and like it was like, well, where do I go now? Right. And again, nothing against anybody, you know. Oh, of course not. It was just, it was just that level of intensity where it was like, you're at a country music rock and roll show." And now here's everybody else. It's <laughs> so like, what, right. what, hap- what just happened? <laughs> yeah, and I, I totally hear that. And I feel like, you know, everybody, like, like, we're very fortunate to live in this area with such musical talent around here. And like, I feel like everybody could have been in that headliner spot. Oh, hell and, yeah. And, and crushed it. Yeah. The, the, I think, you know, obviously Scarlet Drive has a big following too, but like, Annie's got that like ABB army behind her and they just yeah. rally. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see, you know, and, yeah. and I've been fortunate enough that they've rallied behind me too. Like her people come out to my shows and I appreciate yeah. it. Like when no, I pulled up to Indian ranch that day, like they, uh, I pulled in the park and I was like, it's Tim Bono. And they like, all of a sudden they're running up to my truck and they're like, what's up? What's up? Right. And, you know, I felt like a, like a celebrity. My head. Right. Rolled yeah. Them, but, <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it's amazing, you know, because, like, Annie has worked her ass off to be where she is. And she's totally, you know, she she really is killing it. And I love her stuff. I really do. Yeah. You know, I, like, I really do. Like, she was the, she was, 
the first person I thought of for an interview for this show. And oh yeah, you know, it was just. But like you know, seeing a lot of things and and hearing a lot of people and hearing the stories, it's like you're absolutely right. Any one of those performers for local country fest could have been the headliner, and everybody would have been happy. Right. You know, I, I was so fortunate. I felt like I was in such good company. And um, initially, I was booked for that as an acoustic act, um, but there were some scheduling issues with another artist that that had to had to pull out and. Um, they, they asked me to, to come bring it full band. And I'm like, uh, well, hell yeah. So oh, yeah. Right. Oh no. You know, I've only, I've only seen Brad Paisley here and wanted to <laughs> play here. No, I, I'm busy that day guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm out. But, uh, yeah. but man, like, you know, it was, it was a blast and, and we, we did things a little differently. Um, I wanted to do something different because yeah. I, I like playing my originals. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I looked at my spot like I was the second to last full band and right. it was the was the headliner. So I felt like my job was to get the crowd amped for Annie. So I'm going to play right. songs that they know I'm going to play right. throw in a few of my, my originals. But that's why, like, we, we played like more covers than originals for that one, because, you know, I wanted to get people amped and excited yeah. and, you know, yeah. and, and it made it fun for me, too, you know. Yeah, and it, you know, it really was. The whole day was just a great segue into each other. You know, it was. It, it was. It was awesome. It, you know, I've never. You know, I've seen big shows. I've seen big festivals, and you know, that day just really, really blended really well all together. It was awesome. It did. It, honestly, my favorite part of the show, or of like my set, I should say, um, was having Liam Coleman come on because he. Uh, that that was not planned. No, until about not not until about ten minutes before I went on stage, and we we're we we're backstage, and Liam was there. I'm like, "Are you hanging out?" He goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Come do a song with us." He goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Do you know Hillbilly Bone?" He goes, "No." Well, yes, but no, I've never practiced it. I'm like, "That's okay. Just send it. You'll be fine." <laughs> so we just did it, and it was so fun. And like, I just I see so much talent with him. And, yeah, and oh I, I'm God. so excited to watch what he does and. I it was so fun to get to share a stage with him, you know. Yeah, you know he's he's been slated to be on this show for like months at this yep. point, but there's you know again scheduling and all this crap, you know we just haven't been able to, you know something will come up day of and it'll be like sorry can't something's come up and it's it's cool right, oh, but yeah. um you know he's gonna be on hopefully before the end of season one before he moves to Nashville full time oh, and. Yeah. Um, I can't wait because you're right. That kid has got some talent that is beyond his age. Oh yeah. You hear him sing. You're like, dang, sounds good. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's 18. He's 18. Right. 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 Oh, you can't even, you can't even get into the bar. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Have you played Loretta's? And he's like, well, I'm 18. So like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's so they won't let me in. <laughs> right. So, so actually this is a great segue to kind of wrap this up. Sure. Um, because I try to keep everybody on an hour. Um, okay. I know it's hard because I could talk to you all night. But oh, likewise, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my wife is probably like, "All right, let's go." Uh, <laughs> I know mine too. But... She's waiting to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just started watching Yellowstone from season one. Oh, we we were just talking yesterday. We're like, "All right, we oh, haven't watched God. it yet. We're gonna watch it." So <laughs> do your, do yourself a favor and just do it because it's... okay. Anyway, but back to what I was saying. Um, okay. <laughs> so. Because we're in the Boots and Whiskey podcast, right? You're yep. a you're you're the quintessential um, look of a country artist, right? Yep. So, what kind of boots are you wearing? If you are wearing boots, um. All right. Well, I wear um. Dang it! What are they called? I think it's called Laredo. I think that's the name okay. of boots. Um. I only have one pair, and I don't wear them to every show. I wear them on occasion. Um. I try to be as authentic as I possibly can. To um, you. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't grow up on a farm. I don't, I don't ride horses. Like I, <laughs> like all, all honesty, I grew up in a neighborhood on a cul-de-sac playing football right. with my neighbor. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with that. Um, you know, riding through the plains on my horse, like I, I'm out on boston harbor with my family my dad my brother and you know we're fishing on the boat right. you know like that's that's the the boat's my horse you know 
<laughs> you mean um, there's not a not a lot of horse ranchers in Upton? That's so weird. There, uh, there actually are, believe it or not. But, you know, um, but no, I. So I try to be authentic. Like I still love wearing my boots, and it's still fun. I do it on occasion. Uh, but I always tell people like the same shoes I wear to work, I wear on stage. And yeah. I would say I don't. I don't have like a closet for my stage clothes and a closet for my regular people clothes. Like I just, like, I just wear whatever I got, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just me. Well, well, Tim, one day when, when you're in the blasted off into the stratosphere of country music, you will have two closets and your wife will have three. So she'll thank yeah, that's you. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, my wife is not like, like a big, like she obviously likes clothes and, and shoes and stuff, but she has more dog collars than anything for our dog. Like she literally, <laughs> you know, those shoe racks that, that women like have that yeah, they yeah. hang on the back of the door. Yep. She has one, but it's full of dog collars. It's not full of shoes. It's full of nice. You know? Nice. So yeah, yeah if, we, she, uh, if we have a third closet, it'll be for all the stuff for the dog. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, and now, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, you, you've had a, you've had a beverage or two in your lifetime. Um, few. If you're drinking whiskey, what's your, what's your favorite? If you're not drinking whiskey, what's your drink of choice? Um, <laughs> honestly, so I, I drink on occasion. I, I am a very light social drinker every now and then. Um, and that's not for like any reason. It's, I, I just like the taste of like iced tea better. You know? Right. No, but, that's fair. Um, but yeah, if, if I am drinking, I'm, I'm actually, I like cider, um, my my go-to i guess would probably be like down east Um, okay you know that's probably what i go to if i if it is whiskey Uh, my brother's like a whiskey connoisseur like he'll he'll spend like a few hundred bucks on a good bottle of whiskey i'm gonna have to have Um, your brother on the show because that's gonna be in season (laughs) two where where we deep dive into whiskeys oh i'll send you his contact i bet he'd love to be on (laughs) yeah absolutely um i mean i hate to say it but like i feel like Although no, I I guess Jack D every now and then yeah, like oh, no, like a Jack and Coke. I was gonna yeah. say Fireball, but <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. We'll edit that part out. Well, that's that's not whiskey. That's like that's no, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean, no, I mean it's great. Trust me, I've gotten fucked on Fireball, but it's not real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not a huge a huge uh, whiskey guy or drinker like. Like I'll have like one and be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a very big, I'm a small guy, so it doesn't take much yeah. for me. But you know. <laughs> So, yeah, no, no, but, I feel uh, all of that. I really do. I feel all of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Tim, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for reminding me you were supposed to be on tonight. I, oh, I that's am, fine. I just, I, I am like, so I'm sorry. Text that, real quick. Yeah, Don't no, apologize. I'm glad you did because God, you know, I, I thought for sure I had gotten to everybody about changing things. And I'm so glad I just so happened to tonight was like a wide open night. So, That's so I, funny. I, I appreciate you reaching out and reminding me that you were supposed to be here because this has been a lot of fun. No. Yeah. Likewise, man. I mean, I just, I just looked on the calendar. I'm like, oh, I got that podcast tonight. So <laughs> I, thought I shot you a text and I'm like, oh, what do you mean that podcast? You mean the podcast? The yeah, podcast. The, I'm sorry. Right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that part out too. <laughs> no, no, that's staying. I don't edit any of these. What, what, what you hear is what you get. As far oh, as oh, good. Um, I love it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, this is gonna. I'm gonna be the Joe Rogan of country music eventually. That's what I keep telling myself. Damn right, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, three <laughs> hours of just you know whatever. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, so thanks, Tim. I can't wait to uh, see you again and 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 meet up and and chat some more and. You know, Likewise. Like I, um, next time something big comes up and you want to talk about it or something's coming out and you want it pushed out, just let me know and it'll be all over the place. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I know all of us local artists appreciate what you do for us and your support yeah. and everything. You know, it, mean, it means the world to us. We wouldn't we wouldn't really have our little careers up here if it wasn't for you and people well, like you. So we appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. It's my pleasure. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking taking a little bit of time out tonight and Thank your wife for me for letting letting you you do this for an hour. 
Oh, she's probably thanking you right now for taking me <laughs> But she's already asleep, so it's all good. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. So. <laughs> yeah. But my wife told me when I came downstairs, she's like, I'm just going to bed. I'm like, all right, see you later. <laughs> good uh, night. Yep. <laughs> Don't wake me up when you come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Tim. Thanks so much. Um, all right, man. It's Thank really you again. A pleasure. Thanks. Likewise, I'll talk to you soon, man. All righty. All right, bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. My conversation with Tim Bono. Thank you so much, Tim, for being on the show. What a great, great, great time that was. Um, I can't tell you how much fun that really was, everyone. I mean, you could hear it in the conversation. Um, Until next time, I thank you all so much. As always, you know, go check out our Instagram, Spotify. There's a Spotify playlist that I keep sending out there. You know, I throw everybody's music on here that I talk to and even other stuff from people that I hope to talk to. Um, yeah. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, TikTok is blowing up. So thank you for that. Wow. That, that's, that's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, you know, Venmo emails, you know, everything, all the socials are on there on Linktree. Click away, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. I appreciate your time. I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you all so much. For everything this has been a hell of a ride and I, I can't thank you enough hopefully soon we got some other things coming that i'll be able to tell you about and that sort of thing um season two is quickly approaching um i'm gonna start recording that in january end of january um i think i have enough stuff to get us through that um actually i know i have enough stuff to get us through that So thank you all again so much. Check us out. Check out the sponsors at the top of the show. Um, And until next time, keep the boots on the ground, whiskey in the glass. Cheers. Good night.